You're listening to Kiss My Aesthetic, your go-to podcast for bragworthy branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice. I'm your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co. Let's dive into the episode. Greetings and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. We have another team member on today. Welcome to the pod, Cody. Hey, Michelle. How's it going? Oh my gosh. You know, you and I talk to each other, I feel like pretty much every day nonstop. So I'm so glad to have you on the pod. I'm really excited to finally be here and chat about everything I do for the team. Oh my gosh, it's going to be great. I think of the team members, I'm trying to like remember the timeline. It's so funny. I remember something so vividly, but I keep asking people like, oh, you remember when so-and-so was on the team or like when so-and-so was here and blah, blah, blah. And then my brain cannot piece together the timeline of anything or overlap of anyone. But I know that we brought you on originally to help with Dubsado. So tell everybody who you are, what you do, and how our working relationship kicked off. Definitely. So obviously my name is Cody. I'm an operations and system strategist. So what that has meant in the evolution of my role, especially with MKW, is originally we came on to tackle a very specific problem, and that problem was needing a better client management system. After going through a couple different options, we ended up with Dubsado. We went through your Dubsado setup. And since then, my role, I've stayed on with the team managing Dubsado, managing other operational-based projects, other CRM-based projects. but My role has really been to take a look at how the business is running and search for any improvements in terms of tech, tools, systems, processes, and really just try to make the business work better for you. So I think from the point that we brought on Dubsado, MKW has been able to scale even further than it would have been without a system like that and just continuing to provide the team that kind of ongoing support in terms of operations and project management has been a lot of fun. And I've gotten to tackle a lot of different exciting challenges over the course of the past. And I was actually thinking about it. I think it's about two years. We did your Dubsado setup in June of 2021. Really? Yep. And we took a short break because I had some some family commitments to attend to, but I've been back for close to a year now. So really exciting to see how the business has evolved and just kind of how my role has changed over the course of that time. Yeah. I think the biggest reason I wanted help was I noticed that when I was doing proposal contracts invoices myself, I'd talk to a client, I'd love the discovery call. And then I'd be like, yeah, I'll email them back later. And then I would absolutely drop the ball, not because I didn't want to work on their project, because it just wasn't number one, it wasn't fun for me. And number two, I just felt like I was constantly on this like, okay, I got to send them a proposal. Okay, they got to accept the proposal. Now I got to send a contract. Now I got to send an invoice. And it just was like, Uh, it was a lot of steps to get the project started. And it made me then not excited for the project. And it just was continuing to eat at me. And then I was staying in contracts that weren't a good fit. And I wasn't going aggressively after new business. So when you brought up that Dubsado allows us to proposal contract invoice in one screen, I was like sold. What else do you love about Dubsado? So I think that was a big one for me. And it's so funny because it's such a win for business owners because, you know, you're not straddling three different systems, sending something from one place and another from, you know, a different system. But for me, I always approach system setups from the viewpoint of the customer. And the viewpoint of the customer with that is, oh, okay, boom, 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 it's done. My project's rocking and rolling. And they're not getting their inbox inundated with all of these separate emails. <laughs> so it's just a much better client experience as well. 
So I think that was definitely a big selling point for me with Dubsado is it was great for your business, but also it's going to be so much better for your clients as well. Yeah. Making that onboarding process is really kind of your first impression, right? So being organized and being meticulous about that, crossing your T's, dotting your I's, you're setting the tone for how the rest of that project is going to go. And I knew that that was a weak point in my process and I knew I needed help with it. So having that kick off in a way that was really professional, ran really smoothly, like the discovery calls could get booked. We could have a discovery call. And then I wish sometimes that you could just be like the bug in my ear on a discovery call. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm going to talk to my business manager, Cody, we're going to chat about it. And we're going to pull together a proposal for you. We are going to pull together a proposal for you because it is we we're doing it together, right? And we're creating proposals based on your needs in a way that it actually allows us to get those out the door faster. Because I can have this discovery call, give you my chicken scratch notes being like, they want this, this and this, I think, can we link these examples of brands that are similar? And can we fire this off so that we can, you know, get this ball rolling? I've had clients come to me after the fact saying like, yes, this is great design, but your team is so organized. And I've been so burned by designers before that were disorganized that it made all the difference in the world. And I know your Virgo self is like, you're right in all the right spots. So what do you feel like gets you fired up about organization? Because that's so not my brain. I think for me, it's just one of those, I like everything in its proper place. So for me, I'd say one of my strengths is being a creative problem solver. So you can come to me with a problem and I'm going to say, okay, let's break this down. How can we figure this out? How can we get through this? And I have a lot of fun figuring that out. That might mean it's a hacky style workaround, you know, until we get the tool or the tech in place. But for me, I like to figure it out. I think I was never a Rubik's Cube kid, but I feel like I would have been one if I'd had one as a kid. <laughs> like, I would have just been sitting there trying to figure it out for hours. So I think that's definitely what kind of fires me up about organization is it's how can we clean this up? How can we keep it organized? How can we keep everything in its right place? And yeah, how can we work through this problem or this process together? Okay, so what are your holy grail of tools then? Obviously, Dubsado. We use Basecamp. But walk us through some of the other things that when you're starting work for the day and you're opening up all your browsers or all your softwares, what are you using on a regular basis? Absolutely. So with obviously with MKW, I'm in Basecamp and also we're in Dubsado. On my end, I also am working through my own Dubsado setup as I'm launching my business right now. So still going to be sticking with Dubsado on that end. I really enjoy Miro for process mapping. So when I'm doing a process mapping session with a client, we're walking through their business flow. I like Miro because it lets you do that flow chart so nice and easily and collaboratively. So we could both be in the platform at the same time working through that. So I'm a big supporter of Miro. I quite like Airtable. I find it, it's good for your database and for your storage. And I also, I do quite like ClickUp as well for project management. I like both Basecamp and ClickUp. It's hard, depends on the type of project, which system I would recommend one over the other. But those have been my favorites so far. I've also worked in Asana a little bit, which I find better for sprint-based work. But a lot of my clients aren't working and doing sprint-based work. So the Basecamp or ClickUp works just as well. Right. We also love, I'm surprised you didn't say Zapier. Oh my gosh. Yes, of course. We love a Zap. (laughs) We love a Zap. Of course. Tell people about Zapier. So Zapier is one of Zapier, Zapier. Who knows? I don't know. I probably say it wrong. Jury's out on that one. But I love it. It basically lets you connect your different platforms with trigger actions and follow-up actions. So one way we use it at MKW is when a proposal is signed, 
and your project status changes in Dubsado, that triggers a zap to create your folder in Basecamp. So it just alleviates that one extra admin step of creating that Basecamp folder for your client. And then all I have to do is hop into Basecamp and invite the client to that project folder. So it just streamlines it so nicely. And there are thousands of connections that you can play with (laughs) in Zapier. That's the thing that blows my mind about that tool. It's like you really can automate. I think we're using it at maybe 5% capacity of how we could use it. So what are some of the integrations that you've used before, maybe not even with my team, but in general that are just like really useful, like open some people's brains up to the possibilities here? Absolutely. So I've worked extensively in a platform called Microsoft Dynamics 365. It's also a CRM platform. It's kind of one of your bigger players in the CRM space. And I've used Zapier to connect Facebook leads to Microsoft Dynamics. So someone's completing your Facebook leads form. It's taking that lead. It's plugging them into your CRM right away. And then within your CRM, most of them will have some workflow and automation capabilities. So it's like they fill out this Facebook lead form. They're in your CRM. We're already sending them retargeting emails. We're already opening up those pathways. So that was one of the most powerful uses we've had for it instead of needing to do that follow-up either within Facebook where you're not getting the same type of automation and you're not mapping the client history within your own system. Let's break it down even farther. You said CRM. For someone who doesn't know what CRM means, let's get back to basics here. What is a CRM? Totally. So it's a client relationship management system. So Dubsado is an example of a CRM. So it would be HoneyBook. If you want to talk about bigger players, you've got Salesforce and Dynamics 365. So there's a lot of other players within the CRM space. But I think for small, medium businesses, I tend to recommend a system more along the lines of Dubsado or HoneyBook. And as you grow, you might end up outgrowing those and wanting to move into a system like Salesforce or Dynamics. And why would you want to track your client relationship? Like what would be the benefits of having all of that in a system necessarily? Absolutely. So I think it can really help with lead management. One of the best ways to track your email touch points, you know, how many times have I emailed this person, this proposal, and they've ghosted me, they continue to ghost me. It helps you know, okay, this lead has gone cold. Or, you know, you're seeing the emails coming in, you're having this conversation back and forth. But instead of having to keep an eye on an email thread in your inbox, it's just lovely and attached to this project file. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, find that incredibly important. It also allows you to track your contracts and contract and invoice history and just kind of gives you that 360 view of your customer all in one place. So I think it's incredibly valuable for your analytics to understand where your clients are coming from, what your relationship with them has been so far. It can really help with missteps in your sales process because of that. And all that data that you're collecting, it can also help you market new services to them or retarget them for different services further down the road in your relationship. Yeah, I think prior to using Dubsado, I was using Harvest to send invoices. And I was using Google Drive and Doc Hub for contracts. And then I was using my contact form was linked through Squarespace, which was backed up to a spreadsheet, which was sometimes updated and sometimes not accurate. But like I wasn't going through and auditing it every week to make sure that things were in the right buckets. Uh, A lot of the time that we spend on our calls, you and I together, is going through what leads are active and which ones need to be archived or closed out, where projects are headed, stuff like that. What are some of the other things that, of course, now I'm like racking up, like, what do we do on our calls? (laughs) But maybe you can kind of explain like what your goals are, 
on our weekly calls and then also how that's different from like the team call because I think both are equally important and you have a role in both. So kind of just give us like a little bit day in the life MKW Creative Co being a team member. Absolutely. So I'd say on our calls to start it off, it's usually trying to get a read on where we're at with different projects that are ongoing. So I understand where those projects are that, you know, the timeline for those projects. Also, what's your bandwidth going to be like? Because as I'm sending out these new proposals, we're onboarding new clients, I need to know when can I tell them that we can start. So that's kind of the main thing, bread and butter that we get into is a little bit of that time tracking, project updates, and also how badly do you want this lead that I've emailed five times and we haven't heard back from them? Should I keep chasing them? Should we let them come back to us? Exactly. Should we fall off in that prospecting journey? So I think those are kind of the main touch points just for our calls is, you know, sales and sales and that project management. And then in the team calls as well, it's getting a gauge on what the rest of the team is doing and how is everyone working together? What are our processes in place for our different types of projects? And how can we streamline those or make those work a little bit better for us? If there's certain friction in ways of working with one client or another client, how can we circle around that? And what role can I play to try to alleviate some of those roadblocks for you guys to get to the actual creative work? The meat of it. Yeah. I think we do a good job too of like, I love the weekly meeting because it gives me a structure that I didn't have when I just worked by myself. Like when it's just me and I didn't have anyone to check in with, I was like, I'll get to that project when the time is right. But now I'm like, okay, no shit. We really got to get moving on this. Like now this has been on the agenda for three weeks and we got to get this out. We got to send this out. This one's progressing. That one's not. This one has an upsell opportunity. This one doesn't. But I think it gives everyone on the team just like a bird's eye view of just what's in my brain (laughs) all the time. And to be able to commit that to paper and get feedback is so helpful. Absolutely. And yeah, I think it's really good for everyone to have that bird's eye view because we're all remote. We're not in an office together. Exactly. We're on different continents, even in different countries. So, <laughs> Literally. Let's peel it back to when you first started in 2021 to where we are now. How do you feel like the team has like grown, evolved, changed? What gets you excited now that you didn't even think was going to happen when you first started? I think the funniest for me when I first started is I was, you know, you're type A system brain kind of person. And now I love hearing about the branding projects. I'm like building my own branding knowledge. I've loved watching you guys play with Midjourney. I've started playing with Midjourney, just tools that I never thought I would use or parts of my brain I never fully thought I would engage with. And I think that's one of the reasons I love working with creative entrepreneurs is because it gets me out of that comfort zone and it teaches me so much. Because I think one of the key things if you're going into the online business management space is you do have to obsess about your clients. You have to know their business inside and out. You have to know their processes, what they sell, what they do. So I think learning more about that, because when we first started, I was like, I'm setting up a CRM. That's it. (laughs) And now I'm like, oh, okay. Like I know so much more about brand design than I ever would have known before. So that's been so much fun. And seeing how the team works together, seeing the team's creative processes and just learning so much from everyone's expertise has been great. It's fun. We have, I think, a really unique dynamic, our team. I think everybody stays in their zone of genius, but we also have just really good rapport. Like I love 
going to like the HQ group chat in Basecamp and like updating you guys when things go well or when things don't go well and they go upside down and sideways. And to have that like gut check is something that I never thought would be as valuable to me as it is. What are some of the like funnier or what are some of the things that you get like lit up about as working in relation to the team? Like I know for me, I love seeing you message me being like, oh, saw this lead come in. Sounds like a perfect fit. And I'm like, yes. Could you think of moments like that where you're like, ooh, I can't wait to like get my hands on this thing? Absolutely. I think there's just some types of projects that come in and I see them come in and I'm like, I know Michelle's going to be excited to work on this. I would love to see them stay on for social because I think Gabby would have fun with this. <laughs> I think, you know, Madison's going to have fun with this. Josefina is going to make some killer videos for us. So I think it's fun seeing it at the very beginning and just seeing the potential for what everyone can do in their zone of genius. It just does just light me up and just seeing the potential for all of these projects come in. And especially too, I love when we close out a branding project and I get a message from you and it's, oh, they want social and merch. And this <laughs> just to compliment it, because I think it's so much fun seeing the beautiful branding that's been put together and how we can continue to elevate that. Yeah, I think that's where it's really evolved since we started, because I think back to when we were in 2021, we weren't offering what we do now as far as being a creative partner, right? Like really positioning it as like, we are your outsourced creative team. Of course, Instagram, TikTok, but also print design, merch design, event design, content creation, like really kind of sinking our teeth into these brands and understanding who their audience is. And like you just said, like being obsessed with your clients and obsessed with the way that their stuff comes together, where you can push the boundaries and use things like mid journey and do crazy inventive stuff because you just get it. And like, you see the vision and that part's really fun because to me, I always describe it as like, I get to own all these different businesses, but I don't have to do any of the stuff I don't like. <laughs> I was like, I get to make it look really cool. And I don't have to figure out like what their bottom line is or their payroll or their, you know, their processes and their contracts and their wholesalers. And like, I don't have to do any of the logistics because logistics in my brain just do not mix. And for you, they do. And the perfect example of this is when we did the pasta making at the retreat and I'm making noodles and all my noodles are different sizes and I'm throwing them around and making these like artistic, like crazy sloppy piles of noodles. And you go over, you look at Cody and she's making every single noodle, the perfect shape and size all aligned. And it was so funny because it was such a case study in the fact that like, that is just your brain. I don't think you, your brain could have even gone there to do, make it messy. Have you always been like that? A little bit. So interesting. Yeah, it was always like, and it's so funny because my partner, he's the opposite. He's like the creative brain. You know, there's a little bit of chaos everywhere. And I'll just sometimes I'll look at him fold a blanket, for example. And I just look, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> how do you think that's even folded? <laughs> how did you, yeah. How did you, your logical brain think that that was the right fit? That's so interesting. <laughs> You've recently decided to go out on your own, start your own business, which is so exciting because having worked with me before, you kind of were doing it as more of a side thing. And now you're full time. How does it feel? It is so exciting. I'm so excited for the potential. This change honestly has happened in the past two weeks. So we're still kind of ramping everything up. It's very fresh. But I think having worked with you and with some other businesses around the same size, I didn't come into it thinking, oh, I'm going to work for myself and everything's just going to fall into place and I'm going to be taking calls from the beach. I know the work that goes into it, the behind the scenes. So I think that's one of the things I'm so excited for 
is, like I said, that creative problem-solving brain. It's like, okay, we've got to do this, then this, then this, just kind of waterfalling out all of the tasks that I've got to do in the next couple months. But I'm very excited to get to meet other businesses, help them with their system setups, do some audits of their systems and offer some business management consultation. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, let's walk through that chain. Let's go from like base level to the one-off service to like you do with me, which is more retainer style services all the way up to like very, very VIP. Like what kind of offerings are, and you don't have to have them totally figured out, but what are the things that you're envisioning that you feel like you can really help people with like tomorrow? So I think the first one is going to be a systems audit. It's going to be a two-hour session. It's going to be a walkthrough of your current business flow, my recommendations on how to improve that flow, and you're going to walk away with that guide. That's the Miro board process that we're going to sit through Mm -hmm. and just kind of help you get from point A to point B in your services in the fastest and best way possible. Um, So really looking forward to launching that one. And then kind of my signature service is still going to be that system setup. Like I said, I work most closely in Dubsado. However, I have worked with some other systems. And I will say that there's not necessarily one system that's going to be best for every business. True. Your business might have specific needs that a system like Dubsado just can't meet. Great example would be someone in the healthcare space. Dubsado just doesn't have the data privacy that you're looking for. So definitely, I'm not limited to Dubsado, but would be open to exploring other systems and just helping you set up and customize those systems for your business. And then kind of that VIP service would be that ongoing business management, working within your systems and helping you on that day-to-day basis to improve your processes, manage your logistics and operations, and continue to thrive and grow your business. Yeah. And just expedite stuff. I just talked about this in another podcast episode we just recorded where it's like, I knew this was what I hated. (laughs) And I felt bad about handing it off being like, wait, someone likes doing this. (laughs) Someone likes this and like is satisfied by making these the puzzle pieces fit together. Like, that's crazy. But I think what you're describing is for someone who's someone like myself, right? It's a creative, it's someone who wants to stay in their zone of genius. It's someone who wants to like, really be able to just do what they love and let go of some of the things that you're going to do it 10 times better than me. And it's going to like, just make everything better. And then I also don't have to do it. Like, that's the dream. So I have begged you on hands and knees to like, come back (laughs) before. (laughs) I'd be like, Cody, please, will you please help me? Because it's also, I find Dubsado very easy to mess up. Like how many times have I sent people the wrong link? How many times have you told me, Michelle, this is the link you need to send people. And I will still go into Dubsado and find the wrong link and send it. And then the flows get messed up. And I'm just like, how? (laughs) So it is like learning a foreign language. Like that's what I have to think about. Like learning these systems and learning these tools is like learning a foreign language. And I can't, as a designer, show up and expect myself to know fluent French. And I think one of the important things with Dubsado is you've got to really commit to learning how to use it. And if you don't have the time or the interest in really doing that, that's where someone like a business manager is really going to help you and expedite that process. And I think just one other cool thing to highlight about Dubsado and how different businesses can use it is it's also, you've got to find that compromise between automation and customization. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of businesses that say, hey, I want to automate everything. But then you're losing out on some of those personal touches, especially if you're a B2B business. Totally. 
and capturing in those follow-up emails, hey, this is actually your custom proposal that I've thought about and put together for you instead of just this canned template that gets fired off. So also, if you're a business that requires a little bit more of that customization, that's where a business manager can also really help you because they can have that kind of relationship that we have where you pass off those notes to me and I take it, I run with it, and someone's getting that personalized follow-up with their custom proposal instead of just this canned, you know, this is my templated proposal, these are my services, just adds that flair. It's an interesting psychological sales thing too, because I think there is a lot of sales psychology embedded in what both of us do, right? So the way our process works is they fill out the form on the website, which links through Dubsado and then prompts them, hey, book your 15-minute discovery call. That discovery call ends up on my calendar. I call them during the time of their discovery call. I get the download of their business. I actually just did this on the phone with my sister this morning because she had a discovery call and I was like, okay, discovery call me. And she's like, hi, so tell me everything about your wedding. She's a wedding planner. Tell me everything about how you want your wedding to look. And we've, I think we learned this from watching our mom do discovery calls for like 10, 15 years. It's like, you always let the other person talk first. Because just like in a relationship, they're going to bring out their own red flags. So if they're not organized and they're not to the point and they haven't mentioned, I've been on every page of your website and watched all of your TikToks, I know I have to do a little bit more sales, right? So it's so interesting because like a lot of that happens. Then I follow up with, tell me about your business and I'll tell you about how our team and I work and see if there's synergy there. I always say like, this isn't a guarantee. I'm not for sure working with you. Tell me about your stuff. I'll tell you about how we work and then we'll see if it matches up. And if it does, then I'll say, oh, you know, I'm going to talk to Cody, my business manager, and we're going to come up with a custom proposal for you. But it does add an air of legitimacy of like, I'm going to converse with someone else. We're going to consult together and we're going to come up with this plan for you together. And then I think it just gives more transparency to our process. So that by the time we are onboarding that client on their first call, I can show them in Basecamp, and this is Cody, and this is Madison, and this is Josefina, and this is me, and this is how you can contact us, and this is how this whole system works. So it just kind of like adds that extra oomph to it. But like you're saying in the proposal, like we got to a really good point where we were linking relevant case studies. You want that high touch point, high level of personalization so that the client knows that you even listen to them. Absolutely. I shouldn't be sending a restaurant rebranding project, a fitness and wellness case study. Yes. (laughs) It just doesn't make sense. So totally. It's one of those things that like, especially in the B2B space, you need that level of customization. So you're not really going to be able to truly automate everything. There are still going to be some of those little administrative tasks, like firing off the proposal and prepping it. And that's just a great spot where you can have that consultation with a business manager and they can get it out for you. So it does take so much stress off of you as the business owner and just kind of gets everything out the door so much quicker. I think it also helped us to standardize our offerings and our pricing. I think you and I worked on that pretty heavily when we set up Dubsado is like, okay, what are all the things that you offer and at what price points? And we do this audit a lot. Like I feel like we probably are due for another one of like just combing through like, okay, is this still even on the table? Is this not on the table? And the way I describe it to clients is like, once you've done branding with us, you kind of unlock, for lack of a better term, like a whole a la carte menu of stuff that we also do. We just don't lead with that because we need to make sure that your branding is in place first, right? We got to kind of like cover the bases and then we can move on to the next challenge. When you're creating packages in Dubsado, what are your opportunities and flexibilities? Like even working with me and our business is like, how often are you seeing people just select the thing that they originally asked for versus the option for all those add-ons? I think 
the way that we have the proposal structured, I'd say probably about 50% of the time I'd see clients just dropping in those add-ons. And I think a lot of that does come from the sales call that you've had with them because you've upsold them during the sales call. So then when they see this wonderful, you know, this is our main package that we'd recommend for you. Here are some of those extra little tasty add-ons if you want. They're like, oh, it's like a menu at a restaurant. They're going for the like all-you-can-eat buffet, like one, two, three. Mm -hmm. Add avocado, add extra ranch. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things I love about the fact that Dubsado proposals are interactive. You're selecting the packages that you want instead of someone just sending you, hey, this is my quote for what we talked about, you kind of remove that opportunity for someone to get a little creative. Between the time that we talked and I'm seeing the proposal, maybe I do want a half-day photo shoot. And I'm just going to throw that in there. So it just adds a little bit of extra opportunity without extra work for the client. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really helpful too, because it tells them what's possible so that by the time we're at the end of their brand design process, perfect example, like, We got to the end of branding for a client project this week. And I was explaining to him like, yeah, if you want this to be realized, like our team can do this. And you're already so happy because we just finished your whole call where you saw your branding and you loved it. Like, why not? We're already here. Let's take this to the next level, right? And I think that those conversations like kick off really seamlessly when you have the systems in place. Because if every single time I talk to a client, we offered them something different, it just would be chaos. Then you don't have a system. You don't have a process. You don't have deliverables. You don't have it running like a machine, right? So like if every time you had to fire up your oven to bake cookies, you had to build the oven, you're causing a problem for yourself versus like, okay, I know the oven's going to work. I can just make the cookies for the cookies in. They're going to get cooked. So I think that that's the way to think about the standardization and the systems of everything. I always use cooking analogies because I think everyone understands cooking. Do you have ways that you explain things to people, maybe even friends that aren't in your industry that you can describe what it is that you even do on a day-to-day basis? Yep. A lot of the time, the analogies that I use are, I also use a lot of cooking analogies as well, actually. And then I will use some driving analogies sometimes. I just... Driving? Yep. Okay. Tell me. I don't have a good example off the top of my head. Okay. (laughs) No worries. No, maybe it'll come to you. Well, I use the one that's the train that we talk about with the team, right? So like, If I'm driving the train and I'm the conductor of the train and I'm also laying down the tracks, aka I'm finding leads, networking, getting us new business, taking the paths that we need to take, charting our course. If everybody on the team is a car on the train and we got issues back on car number 12, we'll slow down. I'll get back there. We'll figure it out. We'll get you back on. But for every time that you're wobbly on the tracks, like we can't go faster and farther. So I need everyone's car to be running on tip top shape if we want to go far and if we want to go fast and far and fast also means like more money. So like we can obviously, the faster we get at this stuff and the better we get at it is the faster that we can go is the more money that everybody can make. And ultimately I think we have a really good culture. Maybe I'm, this is just me in my own head. I think we all have a really good culture of like that work lifestyle balance where I'm like, we're not in this to work so hard to work this hard. Like go enjoy your life, go to the Taylor Swift concert, go spend time with your family go take a day off when you need to. Like, that's really important to me. And I think that's really important to everyone. But we got to make sure that, you know, the train's still moving here. And I like to go fast. So (laughs) buckle up, everybody. Get your shit together. And for the most part, everybody really, really does. So I think that that one, that's like driving adjacent, at least, as far as analogies go. 
Absolutely. And as you started saying that, I was like, I've used something similar, but with like directions and a map and like, (laughs) like, so we have to be the car. And if the processes or the map are in place, and honestly, the processes are probably like Google Maps accounting for the traffic in different areas. They're trying to route you around those blockages. You're going to get from point A to point B in the time that you need to get there and as quickly as you can. Yeah, you're like the navigation. Yeah. You're just coming in. You're like, just install me as your navigation and I will tell you where you need to turn and when you need to stop and go take a rest because you're too tired and all those things. <laughs> exactly. No, it's really good. It's really, and your check engine light is on. <laughs> <laughs> and you also need an oil change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, this has been great. I feel like this is giving people a lot of context into like your role and what you get to help with. You're going to be scaling up with our team, which is so exciting and taking on more project management duties. So we'll definitely record another podcast episode once we have some of those months under our belt. But if someone wants to work with you, find you, hire you for Dubs Auto Build Out, hire you for Systems Audit, where can they do that or how? Absolutely. So I'm currently working on my website, which is just going to be my name, CodyGarnerHow.com. So by the time this episode is edited and published for the podcast, it'll be up and running. So definitely check out the show notes. I know Berta is going to link it there. And I will also have an Instagram up and running by that time, which we'll link in the show notes as well. So please reach out to me on either platform. And I would love to learn more about systems projects that can come my way. Yeah. And if you can't find that yet, you can always DM me and I'll point you in the right direction of Cody for sure. So I'm really excited for you to get that all launched. I think it's going to be awesome. I think you're going to get a lot of really, really interested people coming your way. So thanks again. Awesome. Thanks so much, Michelle. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Don't forget to follow along and leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll see you in the Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group for years and years of behind the scenes content and over 5,000 connections with fellow creatives. For show notes from today's episode, please visit mkwcreative.co slash podcast. This episode was edited by Berta Wired and theme music comes from Eliza Vera and Nathan Menard. Catch you next time.